It was December 2008. I was gazing into my computer, motionless, thinking. I was staring at a professional development opportunity from a prominent consultant. As a student of his books and blog, I had never acted upon his workshop offerings. This particular program was spot on for me. The takeaways would be relevant and applicable, just what I needed. The good news, my calendar was clear for the dates. The bad news, money was tight. Maybe more accurately, my credit cards were about maxed out. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. The Great Recession of 2008 and 2009 was the longest economic downturn since World War II. Our company was feeling its full force. For months, there was little to no business on our books. It took little effort to conclude that this was not the time for increased spending, especially for professional development. It made no sense. No sense at all was the thought streaming through my mind. Before finalizing my decision, I sought a different perspective from someone I trusted. Here's the advice I received. You should do it. You deserve this. Practice what you teach and invest in yourself. Wow, that's all it took. I pulled out my credit card, registered for the event, booked round-trip airfare, and secured three nights in a hotel. After completing the workshop, I returned inspired with new business relationships and clear action steps. The next two years saw our business soar to new heights. Sometimes what seems to make no sense might actually make perfect sense. This memory has come flooding back several times this year. We've had a number of interactions with clients who've been downsized, released from the jobs they've counted on for years. They were all wrestling with this new reality. My job was to help them get unstuck from thoughts and actions that seem to make no sense by offering a new perspective that might cause them to rethink and consider this makes perfect sense. So let's consider a couple common experiences that can easily get us caught up in this makes no sense and consider potential contrarian perspectives. First, getting downsized or let go from your job. So gone are the days when a person would work their entire career at one company. If you haven't experienced being laid off, fired, or furloughed, you obviously haven't worked very long. Here's some advice when you find yourself in a work transition. 
go slow and invest in yourself. Now, this advice seems to make no sense, particularly when most of our programming screams, get a job immediately and limit all non-essential spending. So why go slow? Because it's critical to resist job rebound. See, if you feel pressured or compelled to get a job right away, then any job will do. And that's not for you. Use this rare time and space in between jobs to consider what is your best next step. What have you always wanted to do? How can you best utilize your strengths? You see, your former job shouldn't define you, even if you were there a long time. You have transferable skills, and you may even need to be in a totally different industry. Khalil Gibran says, When we are born, our work is placed within our hearts. It's time to figure out what that is for you. Move thoughtfully and methodically. Makes perfect sense. Why invest in yourself? If you're in a career transition, it's most likely new territory. That's the perfect time to work with a coach, to learn about how to successfully search for that next great career. Learn how to market yourself. And If you plan on working another decade or two or three, why not invest in new learning and skills that will serve you well over time? Makes perfect sense. Next, an economic downturn. You see, inevitably, companies will encounter economic and competitive challenges. It's not if, it's when. So here's what we practice and what we recommend when that reality occurs. Focus less on revenue and more on customers. Then invest in people and critical processes. So these actions seem to, again, scream, it makes no sense to increase spending, particularly in the area of people development, when revenue drops and competition increases. So why focus less on revenue and more on customers? Revenue alone is not a robust performance indicator. It's as if you only use your body weight to measure overall health. The scale alone is not a sound tool. In March and April of 2020, it became clear that our business of in-person face-to-face professional development was experiencing a significant slowdown. Rather than follow the common reaction within our industry, which was to run as fast as possible towards offering virtual products, we paused and doubled down with our clients. And many of our clients had to stop their coaching as a result of frozen budgets. We did not allow them to stop. We offered pro bono coaching. You see, we wanted to live out our values of building strong client relationships, even when invoices were non-existent or sparse. And since then, our client loyalty has increased, and our revenue is back on track. Makes perfect sense. 
Why invest in people and critical processes? Well, cutting back on people and process investment is like a boxer who secures a world championship bout with his toughest competitor and decides to prepare by cutting back and doing nothing. What? See, a slowdown can be the best time to improve internal business infrastructure, to invest in new strategies, and add new people skills. It makes perfect sense. So where does this reactive thought of makes no sense come from? Programming. Someone along our life path told us what makes sense and what doesn't in any given circumstance. And their thoughts formed into our beliefs and now drive our behavior. This programming tends to align with self-protective ego, which is inherently risk-averse because it's driven by survival instincts, even when these decisions rarely have anything to do with survival. What we see is that when it comes to common life experiences and their corresponding common reactions, we have other options. We have better options. Here are some ideas to consider the next time you encounter your default, this makes no sense programming. First, your intuitive voice is powerful. Trust it. Trust yourself. What are the words you hear deep within your heart? Get quiet. Be still. Pay attention. Limit distractions. Listen. What other truth might you consider this time? Second, bounce your ideas and questions off someone who believes in you, who believes in your talents and your dreams. Seek conversations with people who don't necessarily follow common and reactive behaviors. What do they say that resonates with your inner voice? Third, take action. Knowledge is not power. Application is. Dance and interact with new forms of thinking and new possibilities, and then be open to what you create. And finally, resist spending too much time around and being influenced by people who are bound by rigid beliefs of lack, limitation, and scarcity. As I was putting together this, the outline for this podcast, I had an interesting view of the phrase, no sense, as in makes no sense. If you fill the space between no, N-O, and sense, S-E-N-S-E, with the letter N, it becomes nonsense. Then I saw a verse in 1 Corinthians 3, 19. The wisdom of this world is nonsense in God's sight. Perhaps it's time for a new perspective. If you'd find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. Or text REVIVE, that's R-E-V-I-V-E, to 33777. 
and consider subscribing to Revive Your Work in your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, give us a like or leave a comment. That means a lot to us. We'll see you next week as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional